Let's do the time woman and start. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, that's why we are very close. Yeah. Sorry. Because, um, like, you know, if they, can you imagine being mm. told, God, yeah. you're, your son's gonna go, yeah. and he's gone. On this week's episode, we're joined by one of Ireland's biggest stars and one of my best friends, James Patrice. James opens up about how it all began. We share stories that brought us together, the highs and lows of social media, and a night that changed his life forever. Is it recording? Yeah. James, thank you so much for uh, being my very first guest of the podcast. Ryan. I'm honoured, I have to say, because I when you, when you told me about the podcast first, I was so excited for you because I thought, well, I, actually, I said it on Instagram this week, I was like, if just when you think Ryan Andrews can't <laughs> excel at anything else, then you do this. So, but you're, I, you're brilliant. I, I, I know it's going to be amazing. And the first episode, I'm, I'm like your hype man here. Oh, yeah, I love for it. anyone listening, please subscribe <laughs> to Second Chance by Ryan Andrews. I'll pay you later, James. Thank you so much. Does yeah. it, but genuinely, it means so much that... You are one of my best friends. Ah, right. And no, genuinely, I, t- I talk Thank so much. Likewise. I ask you, you know, your advice all the time. You've always been there. And even though I was talking about the podcast, I said, you know, I had the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I went to you, you know, Michaela first, then you, then my mom and dad. That's the order yeah, it goes. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very privileged to be in there before Jackie. She, she doesn't know that. Co- she is the queen. Of she course. is yes. the queen. But yes. genuinely, and I remember we were on the beach and I said, look, I have the idea of second chance. And you were like, I'll be your first guest. Yeah. And I said, wow. Which wasn't a threat. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Forced. Yeah, yeah. I'll, forced. I'll do it. That's fine. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So lockdown, you have been extremely busy. It's been, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as busy as you could have been in the four walls. Well, everyone else is like relaxing. You're like, no, movies literally on your stories every single day. I, yeah, do you know what I mean? I just, I, I it's, it's, it's a very weird adjustment, right? Mm. Like, you know yourself, like you, like, like, like me, we, we wouldn't have the strictest of uh, <laughs> schedules, you know. Well, at the you, best of times. At the best of times. You wouldn't have what we'd be doing from one end of the week to the next. But in the same regard, we would have fairly, you know, as I said, peculiar timelines yeah. work-wise. But we'd always be busy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There's always something to be done. Yeah. And um, it just kind of stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, the way it happened, it, it was just crazy. As you know yourself, Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. You know, that little old show that you may have been a part of. Ryan, just once you know, or twice. Just, yeah, yeah. just did a few amazing dances mm. there. I mean, that ended so Mad. abruptly. But that's what I'm saying is in like, it's, when everything yeah. ended, but you kept going with your family and all. And say with this podcast, what I want to do, everyone knows James Patrice. <gasps> I want to know... <laughs> A little bit more about James Buller. Ooh, Ooh. Oh, it's all coming it's out. It's all now. coming out now. I have the fake name for the tax. There man. we go. <laughs> <laughs> so bring me back mm. to the start. When I look at all your social media, it's your family are there all yes. the time. It's kind of a madhouse. Was it always like that kind of growing up? Very much so. Yeah, mm. I mean Vanessa is um she she's older than me. I like to get that in Put there. Put that again. Just the day, because people think that Vanessa's younger. She's actually five years older, there you go. Um, good skin regime. Um so yeah, I mean growing up it was myself, Vanessa, um, and mum and dad. And I suppose, you know, people say, Oh, if we had a mad house growing up, you think there yeah. might be like eight kids and you know, fifty dogs. No, it was literally <laughs> just the four of us 
and the odd pet that we killed. You're lovely. Only hamsters and fish. Yeah. It's okay. They don't count. They, no, you know, I, I was very young. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but yeah, I it, it was it was fairly mad his growing up. I suppose I was very quiet growing up. It's extremely quiet. And Were you really very 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 quiet? So like no way. In, in, very much so. When I was four, um, you're four when you start junior infants. Yeah, yeah. four starting school. I'll never forget my photo. Um, the you know the first photo yeah. you get when you're a kid. I was petrified. If you look at us, I look like I am being held hostage. <laughs> like I am. <laughs> petrified and uh, and then I always look at Vanessa's photo and hers is literally like Marilyn Monroe lovely at age four and hi yeah, you know yeah. full, full pose yeah, yeah. so I, I suppose I was so so quiet growing up and uh, Vanessa was not she was always quite loud you know <laughs> doing things and that was because uh, Vanessa was speech and drama and mum realised how much confidence that gave yeah. Vanessa uh, and it, just for everything it made her more outspoken <laughs> Whoopsie, I'm wrecking the gaff here. Wrecking the gaff. Uh, yeah, it made her more outspoken. Mm. Um, it gave her so much confidence. Yeah. And mum said, you know what, we'll put James into speech and drama as well. So we did. So And I started and I loved it. And that kind of started to give me a bit more confidence, but I was yeah. still very quiet. Always. I think I was quiet until I was like 16, maybe. Wow. Really was. But I. But the thing that, that made me not quiet, that's great use of English there. Um, <laughs> the thing that made me louder was definitely drama. Yeah. And being on a stage because you get away with so much more because you're not being yourself. But did you, you know use, I mean? say like stage school? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people probably don't know that we know each other. Yes. Like, I think we nearly started out together. Yeah. So I, I was... I was 15. 10 and you were like 25. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, it, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm yeah. on a Zimmer frame here. Yeah. Um, no, actually, no, I wasn't. I was 16, yeah, yeah. When, I, when I joined. You had the same stage school as yourself. Yeah. And, it, and that was around the time that I started to get more confidence because I had done um, the musical in school. I had done the play. I was starting to do shows, musical societies, and all those things really just made me get so much more confident. Yeah. And Did it, you use that as an escape? Definitely. Did you? Yeah, 100%, because... Like I, I was, I was good in school. Yep. Loved it, but I like, like most schools, it was predominantly sport oriented. Absolutely, you know, yeah. so if you weren't playing football or you weren't doing basketball, then what were you doing? You know what I mean? Mm. So, and, and and if you were a boy and you didn't do those things, then you were an easy target, I suppose, for bullies yeah. for all so that like, kind of stuff. With me, one of the biggest questions I got asked repeatedly, right, during Dance with the Stars. Mm. Like after people go, oh, so what was it like growing up? You must have been bullied or you must have been slagged because of, you know, the, the performing. Yeah. And I actually, it's one of the questions that I nearly take offense to. Because mm. I, I actually go, well, if you're saying that, you must think that there kind of is a problem yeah. with it, you know? Yeah. So I'd say I was personally never bullied. I owned it. But what was it different for you? Uh, yeah, like, it was. I mean, I, as I said, because I was so quiet and stuff, um, you know, like I had my... I, group of friends of course and we and you know we had to crack ourselves but yeah to others I suppose yeah I was maybe a bit of an outsider maybe a bit of a, a nerd so mm-hmm. to speak I was fairly studious and uh, a bit of a teacher's pet and yeah then the only time that I would you know uh, I suppose kind of come out of my shell yeah. would be in those extracurricular situations so yeah people would slag you know you're going to a stage school you're doing this or you know, I used to do the variety shows in school, so I'd get up and I might be dressed up as Mrs. Doyle or my, one of my first ever characters that I created was Jacinta and she had like 20 kids. No and, way. You know, no How old were you then? I was, I was 17. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought you were going to say I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I was nine. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I was 17, so Jacinta was one of my first ones. And I remember, like, at the time, like, you would be slagged, you'd be called mm. gay, everything under the sun. And at that time, I I suppose, you know, you're always gay, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's that's a whole other podcast right that's there. That's for uh, Minute 26, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> save yeah. that one. Yeah, but we'll hold yeah. that. But yeah, I, I suppose it, it would make people look at you make you stand out more yeah which at the time freaks you out and you think oh gosh i wish that i could maybe blend in more but i don't think that i, I think i always enjoyed not being the same as everyone else yeah and standing out and i suppose it's a bit of a badge of honor in some way but you know yeah but you can see that to, now would you like as in anything that you're doing now whether it's the olympia or whether it's social media you're so good you're so comfortable but it's also like a lot of the time a different person well yeah, you know like yeah it, i mean definitely because i suppose i i just i i think there's a great escapism in yeah. in being someone else and pretending to be someone else and um, obviously now not pretending to be yourself someone else 24 7 oh yeah, like, no, yeah. Mm. but in terms of creating characters and yeah. that and i suppose I, I always remember in school i think it was it was a chap in sixth year was saying god james like are you not mortified getting up mm. there like and and doing a, a number and and singing and whatever and i used to say well not at all. i'm not embarrassed at all because that's not me up there you know and they'd yeah. say oh what do you mean i said well that's not me that's the yeah. character i that's not james that's yeah. someone else so why would i be embarrassed for something that i haven't done yeah and that always stuck with me and in terms of i suppose still to the stage yeah 100 percent. you know creating a character online or or like I said doing mm. panto anything like that I'm just like who cares yeah. it's, it's it's not me up there yeah. it's someone that I'm, yeah. I've created and I do that as well like I kind of hide sometimes behind yeah. it and it's like that no it's like the alter ego nearly yes. you know and then do things you can get away with things mm-hmm. and then as I said it's part of you like say at the Olympia going out you want to go out there and scream and shout. Yeah. You wouldn't do that going down the town, but it's, that's a, it's your no one way. chance to kind of no. do it. Like, and I, and I suppose the beauty of it is that, you know, you are being someone else, but there's also a little bit of like voyeurism in it in that you're still in there. Yeah. And you're looking out as well, being like, oh, I'm getting away with this. Yeah, this yeah. is great. So yeah. it's, it's, I suppose, definitely someone else, but mm. there's always a touch of yourself. In oh. there as well. But yeah, I mean, it was all those things, that drama and and put myself out there yep. that really gave me the confidence to just not care, yeah. not, not give a shite. Amazing outlook, you know. And then with this podcast, so obviously the name is Second Chance. Yes. And Second Chance means something different to everybody else. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. can come in all different shapes and sizes. It means you might have a second chance or something, you know, very different for everybody. Yeah. yeah. When I think of you and when I think of Second Chance... One thing jumps to my mind, right? Uh-huh. It was the 3rd of January, oh. 2000. Yes. I don't know too much about this now, uh-huh. except the date. So fill me in. What happened on that night of yes. the 3rd of January? 3rd of January, I was, it was after Christmas mm. and I was at home. I was, what was I, 10? And I was um, just sitting around at the moment. Dad, dad had gone to work. Uh, dad's a barman but a retired barman now. so he'd gone to work as me mum Vanessa we were watching our 5000th Christmas film whatever was on yeah. that night the big big movie and um, yeah I just I, I, it was around 5 or 6 in the evening but dad was going to work I was like I don't really feel great and this was I thought another case of I've eaten too much crap I've had another selection box you know whatever 
And I was just like, oh, do you know what? And mum said, ah, you're grand. Sit down there on the sofa, have a drink of water, you'll be, you'll be fine. So that was grand. And I was watching TV as the night went on. I was like, I still have a sore stomach. And she was like, that's terrible, Jane. Like, you know, that's unusual. Right? Like, she said, you haven't eaten that much. Or you mm, haven't, you yeah. know, had anything too untoward. And she said, just take it easy there. So it was still going on, still a bit sore, still felt a bit groggy, but nothing too out of the ordinary, really. Yeah. And then the, it was time for bed. And I was kind of, I had been falling asleep in that on the sofa. And mum said, sure, James, because um, dad was still in work. She was like, come into the bed with me. Sleep, lay in the bed with me. I said, that's grand. So we went to bed and I was in the bed with mum and um, it's a bit of a blur really. So dad would have come in from work but maybe half one, two around Christmas time, still busy. And um, I, I woke up and I remember I said, oh, I have to go to the bathroom, I feel sick. Went into the toilet and I I went to, to go to the toilet and I, I then felt a bit sick. So I leaned over into the bath and like the tiniest amount of uh, come up because I hadn't really eaten anything. Mm. And then mum came in, she was like, oh God, she looked at me and she saw red dots appear on my legs. And she knew straight away that this was a sign of meningitis. Wow. She was like, okay, this is not good. So the rest is a total blur. I remember um, Vanessa would have been uh, 16 at the time. And so she was, so they said, right, Vanessa, you have to stay here. We're going. So they, I, I'm, I'm still not sure of the time. It all, yeah, yeah. It all happened so fast. But somehow, uh, our doctor at the time, he's passed away since, Dr. Padiachi, amazing man. He, um, he, was, he, had, he had his surgery over in, in Malahide, so not too far away from us. So I don't know if mum was banging his door down or what happened. Wow. But he came, he saw us anyway. And uh, he said, right, this is, this could be meningitis. This is not good. And he said, I'm going to call ahead to Temple Street. It'll be quicker for you to drive James in. So lo and behold, this Can happened. I ask a question? Just with mm. meningitis. Yes. Like, what is it? Or like, what are the effects? So it's, it's fairly frightening because... It's actually interesting you say that. Not a lot of people do really know. No, it. I know it's, the name. Yeah, but it's like, the name yeah. you hear and you think, you'd hear it maybe in babies or in kids. So basically it's, um, any scientists listening, please disregard my lack of accuracy. I hope I'm right. Um, it's kind of a, it's an inflammation of the brain and it's, uh, I have meningitis and septicemia. Oh which my, is yeah, double, oh, double. Do you know what, Ryan? I wouldn't do it in my house. No. If you're going to do it, do it well. You do know it, what yeah. I mean? So yeah, it was meningitis and septicemia. So the effects of it can be crazy. There, there, you can have um, brain damage. You can what? lose limbs. You can have paralysis and then death, which is the main thing. That's so mum and dad were beside themselves. I mean, we got into Temple Street and I remember I was, I was still fairly awake. Dad broke every red light going. Mm. <laughs> like literally, I, he, I don't know how the man got away with it. In we went, I was asleep in the back seat, went in, and I remember I was very weak. Then I, I collapsed in the in the reception. And oh, then the next thing I woke up in at this room with I remember that they were cutting my, my clothes open. The doctor was going, How many fingers am I holding up? I was like, What? Then I passed out, then I turned to my side, I could see dad sitting there, and he was like, Are you alright? I was like, ah, I, I was like, what, what's going on? You know, I I don't I, I feel sick. He's like, You're okay, James, you're okay. Then fell asleep again, then woke up and I was in intensive care and was, I say I woke up, I didn't wake up, mm. I, I, I was in intensive <laughs> yeah, care, you know, yeah. and they said to mum and dad, they said, look, the next 48 hours are critical 
and he mightn't make it. Oh my and god! It, I, I just, I just know how many times I did it. So that was that, and then I was in the in in intensive care, and I I got out of it anyway after after forty eight hours there, and then I was in Temple Street for ten days. But I remember at the time all the stuff that happens, like you know, I remember thinking that Vanessa was there in in intensive care. She was like, I said to her after, I said Vanessa, I, I remember seeing you because I was in um. Quarantine, I suppose. Yeah. It was like a glass. You're well used to this I, then. I, I, COVID yeah. is nothing on me. This is you know? easy, James. This is fine. It was, um, there was glass around me anyway, windows. And I remember saying, yes, I saw you looking in the window at me. And she was like, James, I didn't. I wasn't there. And I was like, Vanessa, I definitely saw you. You were there. And she said, James, I, I wasn't. So obviously I wanted to see her, you know? Yeah. And they say like, you know, I suppose it's it's kind of a, a, a weird thing in, in, in hindsight. They say, Oh, your, your your life flashes before your eyes. You know, people say, ah, yeah. it does it. But it, 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 I believe that it does. It definitely did to me because I was, I remember being in intensive care. As I said, I remember having apparently woken up and seeing Vanessa. Don't remember seeing, don't, yeah. that didn't happen because she wasn't there. And then I remember, I remember lying there and seeing everyone. I saw mom, dad, Vanessa. I saw my grannies. No and way. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. And then and you still remember this, like like it was yesterday, just just those just those points, you know. And I remember driving in in my mind. I was driving up the back road by the Malahai Castle, which you would go up to if you're coming from town, say to get to my house. You would drive up there, and I remember going up the top and and being in the car. I don't know who I was with, maybe with Dad or whatever. And then I woke up in in, in intensive care, and I was awake then. I remember there was like certain little things like I, I was in there to consciousness. And mum and dad, mum said she kind of finally knew things were okay because she was talking to a nurse about Vanessa at the mm. time. And she was like, oh, Vanessa, she's just done her grade uh, seven singing there. And I remember I went, no, it's great. It's grade eight, mum. She had a grade eight exam. And, most, and so that was kind of wow. new then. But it's something that honestly, but yeah, it, 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 it stays with you every day. So, like, genu- like to be honest, I didn't actually realise how serious Yeah, yeah. I think it about was. it every day. No, you yeah, no way. Yeah, I do. It's something that's it's never your, left me. But it's your outlook. Like, if any, like, anybody who doesn't know you would look at you and go, oh, my God, like, so positive, so full of life. And you are like that. Like you, I try. You are. Yeah, like, yeah, genuinely, yeah. people go, what's James? Like I said, he's like everything you could imagine and more, you know, as a person, as a friend. But even, like... You you never tell. I never didn't know yeah, how serious yeah. it was. You know, it's, you kind of brush it normally. Yeah, yeah. You would see mm. people might reference it. You'd say, "Oh, yeah, yeah." But no, it, it it's crazy. It really did stick with me. And oh god, it's it's like it's it's a frightening thing. It really is. Yeah. And I suppose that's why mum and, and dad. <laughs> mm. No, it's okay. Um, that's why we are very close. Yeah, I'm sorry because um. Like, you know, they, can you imagine being told, God, your son's going to go, he's gone. And Vanessa as well, you know, it just makes you realise life is way too short, you know, because it can be taken away from you like that, that. you know. And I remember at the time that year, there was uh, quite a few cases of meningitis, it was everywhere. And so many people died, you know, so many people had major issues with paralysis or they lost yeah. limbs the whole lot and it just it really does make you think 
feck it, you know. But also... Life, life is too short, as cliche as it is. Having that kind of experience, even though you're so young, but it, as you said, it's not about you. It's a lot of the time when you're in this situation, you're thinking about everybody else. Totally. And yeah. you go, sometimes I do that with, you know, my mom and dad, I get upset nearly thinking how they were feeling. And Absolutely. I'm, you know, because yeah. it's like your mom and dad, they don't cry. No. I mean, they're not meant to. No. They're a mom and dad. But then to see them upset. Totally. And I suppose and that's why I would, you know, if I ever do feel a bit, I suppose I, I wouldn't feel sad about it. I would just feel grateful about it. You yeah. know? And I, I always think just I'm, I'm grateful not for me. Mm. It's for them. You know, because it's, it would have been jays. Well, we don't even think about it. You know, but that's amazing. Like the outlook that you have now. It's, 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 I think that things happen for a reason, 100%. And that is one of the major things in my life. And I mean, you know, gosh, I, I suppose I, I wasn't going to change my life's perspective at the age of 10. <laughs> yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was watching, yeah. you know, X-Men at the yeah. age of 10. I didn't give a, sh- a shite yeah. what was going yeah. on. But it, it's just, it, it's those little things that will stand you in years to come. Yeah. It's something to know. Yeah, absolutely. Nail. Yeah, it, it makes you just appreciate things and yeah. and and yeah, and always have that in your mind. Not in a negative way. No. But just in a it, it, it's it's my ultimate perspective. Mm. I always say life and the world will be better if we all have perspective. 24 7. Well, you know, because yeah. it really, you know, that can be hard as well. It can be so yeah, hard. Yeah. You know, if someone feels really crap about themselves and you know, it, it's if it might be very a, tri- a very trivial thing, but it's you're allowed to feel it. I always say that. Yeah. If you feel a bit down about something, feel it definitely. And if it's just because it's something small, it doesn't mean that it's no no less of an issue than yeah. what someone else has. You're entitled to feel that because it's important to you. But then get the perspective on it. Get your head around it and say, well, look, it could be this. You know, <laughs> it literally the definition of it could be worse. Yeah. That's what I always think. Like, it yeah. could be worse. And the, if, if it ever, you know, gets to the point where it's like, oh, couldn't <laughs> really be worse. It, there's always. always a way to be worse. You can yeah. have bad hair. You know well, what I mean? That is, that's probably rock bad. bottom, is it? That's having a bad hair worst. day. That's the worst. Yeah. Yes, totally. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Having a bad hair day. Yeah. yeah it's like this. Go on, yeah. let's get some perspective on or it. A bad, or a bad picture on Instagram. Oh, Potentially even worse, James. Ryan, yeah. it has happened to us all. But you know what I mean? What I was looking to get from this podcast was when I opened up, say, this year about having, say, you know, scoliosis and kind of stuff like that, like, like what you just opened up about meningitis, people don't know these things. Yeah. And then it's like, I say, you get so much more respect or you admire someone so much more when you hear, like, kind of what they've kind of gone yeah, through as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, like, totally. And, like, you know, like you with the background, mm. um, 100%, like, and actually we're united in our curvatures. Well, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah. with this as well, stories bring people together. And I remember, just to get onto that, how, you know, someone listening to this might, you know, get something out of this. Yeah. And that's, that's a great thing. 100%. But I, I remember at Panto, I was backstage and you were like, yeah, okay. I was like, ah, yeah, look, just in a bit of pain here at the moment, you know, my back. And you're like, what's wrong? I said, ah, it doesn't matter. I said, I've this thing called scoliosis. And you said, I have it too. And then I said, but I actually have kyphoscoliosis. Yeah. And you were like, what? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I, I have a slight one of them as well. Yeah. And, the, and then, because even though I said, there's only five people who knew about my scoliosis. Yeah, wow. And you were one of them. There you go. Like, yeah, I, and I remember, yeah. I remember actually during Dance with the Stars, 
when you, you were you were having a lot of back pain yeah in fairness because well I, I mean anyone that does dance and they're using their bodies in ways yeah. they didn't know they could so they'll experience pain anyway but you were getting heightened pain because in a way it's a chronic illness yeah. you know what I mean it's yeah. chronic pain yeah. it comes and goes you, you can't you know really um have any control over it as no. such so yeah I mean I, I, I just know how you did it and I remember you yeah. were saying you know I, I, they're they're saying maybe I should talk about it on yeah, the show yeah. and I remember you were so uh, conscious that you wanted any you know any connection you have with the public on that show to be from you and from your performance yes. and from your skills not from anything else but then thankfully you realised you know maybe you're going to help someone by sharing yeah. that story. And he did. The I'm, amount of feedback that you got from young people. It was amazing. But I remember at the time, I felt like so vulnerable. Mm. Remember that, like, you, were, you used to come in and do interviews. And I wasn't myself that week. And I remember yeah. at the end that I danced the rumba that week. Mm. And oh, fix you. So powerful. Oh, <laughs> everyone amazing. was crying backstage. And I was balling. Yeah. But when we come down, um, for people probably don't know this, but when you... Dear dance, you go to the judges, as people see on television, then you go to Nikki's box. Mm-hmm. Then after Nikki's box, when you get the scores, we run straight down the stairs and we see you. You're oh. the first per, first <laughs> person we see. ready to attack people. And normally, yes. James is like, 150 questions, it's for social media, it's for Instagram Live, Facebook Live, all that. And with me, you saw who I was, and then you were like, how was it? I said, oh, that, that went great, grand. But you only asked me like two questions. Oh, yeah, no, I let you go. You were like, yeah. Yeah, no, you wasn't. knew, you gave I me a hug. Knew. Yeah, you, you had just... It literally opened your soul yeah. on national television. But you were there you for know. me and I went, ah, well. I, how old were you? When- oh God, but I, I was so old. Well, I am so old. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was 20. Wow. Yeah. And I, look, it's it's weird. Like I, I would have gotten the scoliosis checks in school. Yeah. Like anyone, you know, and somehow slipped through the radar or whatever. And I remember I was always just a bit conscious of my posture. Mm. And anytime I walked by a shop window, I'd be like, oh, What's going on there? There's a bit of something going on there. As in what the reflection? Yeah. No idea. Yeah. Every I'm, time. I'm still like that. There, I still do it. There you go. It kind of catches you. Totally. And you, you go, oh, was, oh, and then you kind of straighten up yeah. then, yeah. Well, and then the problem with me is when I straighten up, then my tits stick out. <laughs> I've, I've curves in all the wrong places. You know? Yes, <laughs> so, out the back, out the front. So you, you're yeah. telling me now. Yeah. But I remember I used to be so conscious and I kind of got to the stage where I was like, this isn't right. And I remember at the odd time, like, you'd have people saying to you about standing up straight. And I just don't know why people do it. Mm. Do you know what possesses them? It could be a friend. It could be a co-worker. I remember I was in um, Dunn's and Stephen's Green getting a coffee. I used to work in Benetton there. And a stranger was like, it was a woman. I think she was French. Was she? Yes, she was, I think. And she said... Um, what was her name, James? Just I know, yeah. <laughs> Here are you, if you're listening. Um, I remember she said, oh, your posture... And I was like, sorry. She was like, stand up straight. She hit me in the back. And I was she like, she didn't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. And then I remember, I, I you know, you'd be doing other bits. Say like, like, you know, you, do you remember like you're doing extra work and stuff. Yeah. Like growing up, um, the odd time here and there on, on sets or whatever, you'd have people saying, oh, um, we, we, you know, you stand up straight there or whatever. And I'd be like, I am. But I remember, anyway, I was 20. I was getting all this, these vibes being like something isn't quite right. So I went to, went to my GP and he was he did a, a look at it and he said, Okay, I think you've a curvature this fine here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I went, got the x-ray, got the results back, and it's literally a total S. It's I hate using it, but it, it's if, if you were to describe it, it is 
essentially a hunchback. Okay. You know, yeah. that's what it is, you know. And um, that is the definition of kyphosis in that, a way. In a way. It's in, 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 a, in, in a generic. To, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it, actually, it, it rots me so much when you hear people saying, oh, they're saying to me in that hunchback, God. And I'm always like, mm, mm, watch what you're saying there. But anyway, went to the doctor and uh, he said to me, you know, okay, you can, we can rectify this. We can uh, do the operation where you have your, your, basically, it's, it's fairly invasive. They pull the muscle away from your spine. Oh, yeah. Put rods in. And then, but, and then you, you're kind of, you know, it was weird. He said, and then you, you'll be fine. And I was like, okay. And I said, what's the recovery? And he was like, six months. And at the time I was still in college, I did drama in college. And like yourself, I was all about performing and yeah. all about your body is your instrument. Your body is selling you. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay. I said, will that affect, you know, plays and shows and everything? I said, well, yeah, you'll be out of action. And then he, and he said, but don't worry, the success rate is fantastic. There's only ever a small percentage of paralysis. And I was oh like, my God. I'm sorry, excuse me, a small percentage of a what now? And he said, oh, paralysis. And I said, right. So I went off, chatted to mum and dad about it. And it was so weird because I didn't know about it until this point. So I didn't care about it as such. Yeah. But the minute I found out about it, it was like it was amped up by a hundred. Mm. I didn't think I left the house for three days. I was literally in my room crying, looking at the x-ray, mm. blaming everyone, mm. you know. And then I went back to the same guy for another uh, appointment. It was in one of the hospitals in town, maybe the matter, one of those, can't yeah. remember. And, um, and he was like, James, I'm saying the same thing to you here. You know, like he goes, I understand where you're coming from, but... I've given you all the information that I can. Yeah, it's up to you. You need to make this decision. He was like, and and I think... Were you going in on your own all the time? No, I had mum. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And um, and mum was so supportive. And she said, James, you just need to think what you want. She was like, and, and obviously she was saying, I don't notice it, no one notices it. And I suppose, but, but kind of made me not go for it was. Obviously, the risk. And he said, it's the kind of operation that... Uh, a friend of mine has had it that you would have in school mm. you know what I mean when you're 13, 14 when your spine is still fusing and still yeah. forming and they can get nip it in the bud basically yeah. but I think at 20 you're an, in a man I think you're fully really ground yeah. you know and he was just like it's very risky and he said James ultimately it's not actually affecting you he said it's it's really cosmetic you know he said yeah. he said you know when you're older he said it might get a bit worse and it might give you some respiratory problems he's like but that's years that's away you'll be proper old you know what I mean and so I just said okay I thought about it I said that's it I'll leave it I just couldn't I couldn't take that risk and I remember it was little things I remember like it, your warm ups in college you would be rolling your spine down and up, yeah. up and back and I remember he was like you won't be like you know you'll only literally be like a flip top you'll be up and down with in yeah. terms of bending down and stuff you'll never be able to roll your spine all these things and I was like gosh you know much as this back and this kyphosis is a bad thing it's still me and I've gotten by yep. it's okay so far you know but I suppose I just I, I, I just didn't bother but it, yeah. you, you still get people saying to you stand up straight we actually happened to us do you remember that we were uh, we were getting a picture it was, af- it was after Panto we were doing like uh, the meet and greets yes the meet yes. and greets and we were there on stage and some randomer was like so, go on stand up straight there lads I mean he went it's like I am but like we were like here now, like yeah, that's. But why would you ever ever make a comment about anybody like that? I, mean, you know? I remember last year actually, 
I know, actually, it was this year. I was in, it was around maybe January, February. I was in a cafe in town with Clementine, my friend. And we go all the time. Lady working there, perfectly lovely lady. She was taking my order and she was like, oh, sit up straight. And I was like, what? And it just, it, it's so weird because you don't let it affect you. No. And then it comes out of nowhere. And look, as I said, perspective. Oh, we good. are, there are five million things that we could have worse Absolutely. off. Absolutely. We're very lucky. But those are the things. And I remember I first out crying to Clem. And she was like, Jesus Christ. She's like, right, we'll leave. Yeah. I was like, no, look, we won't leave. And then I, I kind of felt bad because the lady was not being mean. No, you know, she no, wasn't, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. she wasn't going to ever wait to be malicious around like that. Mm. It just, I suppose, it, it makes you realise that do always think what you say before Absolutely. you say it to someone yeah. because it might be totally off the cuff. It might be very funny. Yeah. But you, you, you can never tell how what you're going to say or do will affect someone. And also you know? I think as well, what's really important and what I kind of learned in the last year is you don't know what people are going through. No. And this isn't about like, you know, saying negative. It's just in general. Totally. You don't know what people had that day. Yeah. Family, whatever it is. So it's like always kind of just be kind. And like, if you it's the oldest saying, if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything don't, at all. Oh, or save it for your WhatsApp group. Well, you know, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, oh my gosh. If you honestly, the amount of, of things that you see, and I suppose online, really, you know, yeah. like you would have a presence online as well now, Ryan. Like you'll have people commenting the most hellacious stuff that is yeah. so unnecessary. Yeah. And I'm always thinking, what did you get out of writing that comment? Yeah. And it's always the anonymous ones that always. are the, the harshest because they are hiding behind a username. But I just think... You know, that did that affect you at the start? It did a bit. Very, I suppose in regards to my wage, it would have. Yeah, like when I started doing... The social media reporting for she was my first thing was the big one was the Rose Tree. Yeah. So I do that. Um, well, not this year. <laughs> we'll do it next oh, yeah. year. And no dancing now either. Oh, I mean, my goodness me. Yeah. But I'll pick myself up, yeah. have that mic and talk to someone. Um, you know what I mean? You'll have your second chance, James. Exactly. You're <laughs> fine. Fifth chance. Oh, you know, yeah, literally. Uh, but I, I remember we did... Um, we did a, a interviews at the Rose Tree and you'd be chatting to the Roses, you'd chat to Dahi, you'd chat to the musical guests, anyone at all. It was all just kind of behind the scenes access like we do on dancing. And um, I remember I we did an interview with Nathan Carter and we were delighted with ourselves because he was super busy that day, wasn't really doing any press and we got him and we knew that he would do great on yeah. social media because he's so popular and people... Yeah. Be like, oh God, Nathan, we'll watch this. So the video did great, got loads of views, great engagement. And then I remember there's a few comments underneath it of people saying, the state of your man, the size of him. Uh, like that shirt is bet on to him, blah, blah, blah. I hope he's on his way to a gym. I remember thinking, what the hell? Do you read them? So I, I try not to. I remember at the time I read those because... It was on the RTE page. Yeah. So I, I find when it's on your own page, it's not as bad. But when it's on another page like that, you have people watching that w- wouldn't follow you, that wouldn't maybe know who you are. They just yeah. they think, oh, he's doing that reporting, so you know who he is. Same That's comment. worse, though. Yeah. Because they don't know who that person is, and they're making a flipping comment, and they think they can. I know. Like, it's, it's scary. And I always say, like, you know, by all means, it's insult my delivery of a line. Yes. Insult my ability to interview someone. Like, don't insult something that I can't help. 
Now, obviously, That's personal. I, I, I can help it if I have a pair of tits. You know what I mean? I could put down the crisps, you know. <laughs> yeah. But like, but I, I just I just didn't understand at the time. And you, you do get them. You do get comments here and there. I mean, you'll always get people saying, there's your man. Oh, another gay. They love saying that. Another gay. Or mm. you got another gay in. And it's like, it's not like there's a, a, a cage that we're in. <laughs> oh, right, you're done. Right, yeah. out you come. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know where they, they get this from. But yeah, you'll always get that. But, but then, who cares? So you say know? when you, like, obviously when you're talking about, like, what people are saying about you. Like, anything on social media mm. or, you know, TV shows presenting that you do. Because you do an awful lot of it. What made you then go on to, like, one of the most personal and, like, most, <laughs> like, you know, opening up show as Operation Transformation. Now. I know. What? I know. Like, amazing. First of all, like, Look, yeah, amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. And that was an obviously an incredible opportunity that you took. But why? <laughs> I you know. know. Or how? I know. I, I remember it was uh, 2017, three years ago now. And I remember Jams of the Stars had just finished. And um, a lady from VIP Productions, Neve, called me and said, Hey James, I'm from Operation Transformation. Uh, we're looking at our next series of Celebrity Operation Transformation, and we'd love you to be involved. Would it be, would you be interested? And I thought, oh my god, this is great! They're obviously now going to do behind the scenes as well. Yep, perfect. I thought that's great. They, they'll have me doing uh, behind the scenes interviews on the days lovely. of the weigh-ins and maybe going to the challenges and capturing the vibe. I was like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I'd love to. Gosh, yeah. She was like. I said, you know, uh, how are you looking at this? Is it going to be, uh, you know, will it be Facebook Lives? Will it be, how are we looking? She was like, oh, if you'd like, you be on the show. And I I was like, okay. How do you go about getting an email like that, though? It was a phone call. phone call. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, which is even more weird because you're caught off guard and you yeah. have to say, what? And she was saying, you know, she goes, James, um... I'm ringing it because, you know, I've I've asked around and people uh, have said that, you know, you, you'd be a great person to have. And, but that, you know, you're fairly ad- admitting that you might like to perhaps lose weight. And I thought, well, yeah, I suppose, you know, uh, no more than anyone else, you'd be oh. saying, oh, Jane, what about another three and one? God, the yeah. diet starts Monday, you know. Yeah. But I suppose they're just flippant words that you wouldn't really think. And I said, well, actually, maybe you're right. So she goes, look, it's, it's a very... It's an initial phone call. We're just having a chat here. Let's have a think about it. I said, okay. So I went downstairs. I said, boom, they're after asking me to go on Celeb Operation Transformation. And again, mum was like, it's, oh, it's a, to, to do a bit of work presenting behind. I said, no, no, be honest. And she said, okay. And she was like, right. Well, what do you, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. And she goes, well, look, James, you know, would you like to lose weight? And I said, yeah. And she goes, are, are, you know, are you trying? And have you, have you gotten anywhere with this? And I said, well, no. And she goes, well, do it. Mm. Who cares? And I said, well, maybe I will. So I rang the lady back and I met them then, the production company. And then before you know it, I'm standing there with my tits out. front of the entire nation. It was very nerve-wracking because say, it, it I don't is know intense. how, because the fact is, you know, say, I'm, I'm just talking, dance up the stairs. Mm. But but you're in like the most amazing costumes. You're covered up. Yeah. You're putting yeah. on a show. It's that's why I, you have your armor. Oh, that's you, what I call it. Like yeah. Julian. Yeah. Was literally my armor totally. in a way. But with Operation Transformation, I know. it's it was you. Yeah. And it was all you. Oh, every, <laughs> every inch, baby. Oh yeah. yeah. 
And I remember, oh gosh, I was like, is this going to happen? And I remember when I met them, that they said, so the whole thing is about the way in because it is done in Lycra. It is done in Lycra shorts. And if you're a female contestant, it's Lycra shorts and a vest. And I said, look, I said, I really don't know how comfortable I would be in with my top off. And they said, we get that. That's We totally understand. I said, can I wear like a tight t-shirt or that will still show off the, the voluptuous curves that I need to lose, you know, or a, a vest. And they said, look, they said, you can, but, you know, I suppose it was probably <laughs> not in a threatening way, but they were like, but, you know, you might have people at home saying, why is he doing that? Mm. And that kind of struck a chord with me. And I said, well, actually, yeah, if you're going to do it, go all in, you know, why not? So I'll never forget the day that we did the weigh in. And I remember um, the the first week and you're there, you're literally in a pair of shorts. You have your dressing gown on because it's relatively cold. And then you are, then you 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 take the robe off, they call your name, you walked in, it's exactly like it, it is on TV. The, the, the you don't get weighed beforehand. So yeah. So it's actually, just, just for, like, yeah, so yeah. actually, well, how it's done is you are weighed that morning. Am I giving away my secrets here? Oh, well. no, you get weighed that morning, basically, because they... Uh, they, I suppose it, for, they need from, it for the, yeah, the production side of things exactly yeah. just, just for continuity they, they, they want to weigh at the same time every week perfect which is uh, that's why I always say there's no trickery on that show yeah. it's very fair it's really like it's really well done and they they really look out for you they do care about your, your well-being and your health and stuff so uh, yeah so you're weighed that morning but then you don't find out until you're on the the weighing scales yeah yeah it's just so nerve-wracking and I remember Catherine Thomas I will forever be indebted to her. She is the one of the nice people ever, but also, I remember, she, she just like rubs your back Lovely. when it's happening and it's, she's like, you're okay, it's fine. And she's there in a stunning, glamorous Guna. Oh yeah. A, a, well, an you're Irish in designer and I'm with, with me tits out, <laughs> literally. And it's, but there was so much that I was kind of, you know, it made me just confront my body and I always say it actually wasn't really about the weight loss. It was about learning not to care yeah. what other people thought because like, you know, like accepting your body is a huge thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the, the bigger the body, the harder it is. Yeah. And it's very tough. And you just, it, that show really makes you confront who you are. But I remember Dr. Eddie on it. Um, basically, each week I cried. Every week at the weigh-in. But you're Great. not very dramatic, James, I or emotional. Absolutely not. Not at all. Not. And I remember people would say, you know, God, like it must be so emotional and I, I remember kind of saying I don't think it's a, a emotional as such it, that way in is a release because it's the whole week you're working towards this result you're you're you know exercising you're dieting you're you're changing your your food plan I always thought that that was just this massive big yeah. this big breath this exhale and that's why you'd, you'd be a bit teary sometimes you know that's but the, the show was mad I was horse riding I, I I spent three hours on a horse in a pair of leggings. Let's just say Lonely. things disappeared, and I, I'll ne- I'll never forget it. And I, we we did fencing, we did swimming for what? Because our final challenge was a pentathlon. We did a modern pentathlon. <laughs> yeah, as you do. Yeah, with Arthur Lanigan O'Keefe and Natalia Coyle, who are I know I'll never forget their names. That they're two <laughs> legends. They're Olympians. They taught us like what yeah. to do. And I remember being like, what? Is it like, what? Mm. They're like, yeah, here's, here's, here's Arthur and Natalia. And they walk in. And I was like, even the names. I, hang on, you're Olympians. And they were like, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, they're actually engaged now. Congrats, guys. <laughs> they're brilliant. Um, but yeah, they 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 went, put us through our paces and it was a mad experience. But the messages that I got from people at the time, and I still do, people yeah. saying, gee, like, James, thank you for just like standing there <laughs> with your tits out. Yeah. You know, but they were just like, thanks for being so honest. And I thought to myself, you know, if, if I, if me doing this is helping people and myself one as person. well, absolutely. Yeah, but it helps. That's all it takes. One person. Yeah. And then I think even we were talking about that. Um, the thing about, even with this podcast, it's like the messages I got from people kind of telling me their stories, mm. you know, I didn't expect that. And I was like, but even you telling me now, I'm going, oh my God. But I think, did you say you got a message? Yes, I did. So, I got uh, a message um, a few weeks ago. I won't, I'll, I'll keep privacy, of oh, course. Yeah. But um, it was a lady saying that her her young child, her young son had been a bit anxious the last few weeks with COVID and, and everything, really. And um, that she, she, they took great solace in watching my videos online, my skits and stuff. And she said, um, she, I, but she goes, I didn't realise how important you would be last weekend because... Um, they were going to it was it was it was kind of time to, to go to bed and her son was a bit anxious she said well look let's watch um let's watch one of james's videos and they did and they were laughing and then she said that he started to cry and he was quite upset and he asked was i gay and the lady said he yeah he is isn't he isn't he great and the and the the chap said well i think i am as well and he broke down in tears and she just said like she goes i hope you know that you like you just doing what you're doing is helping people out. And I thought, wow, like, good Jesus. You that know what I mean? You, it it really that. does because I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be one for, for tooting the horn. You know what I mean? Like you know, many words, but no. not, 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 you're me, not, you know. but, you're, but that's, like, I, I, no, I, 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 I get very embarrassed now if anyone says that to me like that, but I, I was, I was July. I, I was so happy. And I thought to myself, wow. And I, it's true, you know, because if, 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 but when I was that age, if I was looking at someone going around in a wig, dressing up as, as someone from Malahide or someone from East Genders and just owning it. You know, I think I think that's, I, it's a nice message but to was, give out. But was that there when you were growing up? I don't think so. Was it? No. I think, um, like, I think it's a different time. Oh yeah, One, 100%. I think like, you know, sorry, I'm having a drink of water. Oh, me. This is my ASMR. Mm, mm. <laughs> nice. I just dribbled. There you go, <laughs> stunning, wow. James um, Patrice, everybody. Yes, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, I, growing up, I suppose, you know, th- th- yeah, there wasn't really a such, um, you know, who would there have been growing up? Lily Savage, Dame yeah. Edna, these great gentlemen who were fantastic drag queens. But that, then I suppose, isn't, isn't that weird that I think my only, you know, <laughs> avenue to, to a gay person was Dame Edna or yeah. Lily Savage? You know, it's kind of, it's weird. Though. There was definitely, I suppose, people out on TV and stuff. And uh, the likes of Brian Dowling, yeah. you know, he was uh, iconic, uh, yeah, like, yeah, a trailblazer. I, I always say it, you know, he was just fantastic. Yeah, and I remember growing up, it, it was always a bit weird. You kind of thought, it's a crap to even begin, you know. You think, um, you know, I, I, I have these feelings. Yeah. I, I should be liking girls, but yeah. I don't, and it's purely because, and it's changed now. When we were growing up, you the traditional, yeah. you know. Um, template that we were shown was a man and a woman yeah. that was it you know and anything different was always different you know and that's the thing it was always it, it wasn't the norm as such so 
when you have feelings that don't equate to the norm, you think to yourself, oh, well, gosh, maybe I'm not normal. Yeah. This isn't right, really. And you suppress all that. You know what I mean? And you do. And and you're afraid. And I suppose you're, you're afraid of what people think, afraid of what you think of yourself. It's all these horrendous, yeah. beautiful feelings that you have. Um, but I suppose nowadays, I think, I, I hope that there are way more role models. You know, like a social media. But you know what I mean? I think you're a big part of playing that. Oh, well, thank no, you. No, but gen- like if you, if you think about it, going like what you just said, you had what? Dame Edna. Yeah, and like, there, like, just, there wasn't as, as many. Many. Yeah, there wasn't as many. It wasn't as accessible, unfortunately. Even with the, the referendum and stuff, and mm. like you use your platform for positive Ah, yeah, you were you like, yeah, yeah. Get behind. But I'm saying it's amazing that that one child, without you even, you're just sitting here talking about that. But that child's life now has changed forever. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. genuinely, it's it's, it's 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 amazing, and it makes and it worthwhile totally, in a way, totally. You know? and, and I suppose, and that's why, again, you know, if you're if if you feel like saying something or doing something, and you and you're online or anywhere, and you have a bit of a platform, go for it. Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you with talking about your back mm. and and even talking about leaving school and and your and going to the UK. So All you actually things. did listen to the podcast. Oh, I twenty seven minutes. <laughs> I did indeed. It was it was amazing. It was. Um. So say from there, where we kind of got back, we rekindled because we knew each other when we were young. Yes. All those years happened. It came back at the Olympia Panto. It did. Oh no, it didn't. Oh yes, it did. Oh, no, it behind didn't. you. Yay. Uh, it, it really did. Oh, do you know something, Ryan? What is it? What is the Olympia Panto to you? It it was a new lease of life. Was it a turning point? Yeah, hands down. Wow. Because I had studied drama in college. I loved it. Loved uh, growing up. All I did was plays, shows. Loved it. And I left college. I thought because I remember I thought, okay, I'll I'll go to Trinity. I'll get the degree. I'll do a few years, maybe Fair City or Baddicus Angel. Then I'll be in Hollywood and then I'll get married. No! Oh, I still think that, James. Yeah, I still think that. Like, that yeah. shit don't happen. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember I left college and I, I um, got a job in Benetton. And Stephen Green. And I thought, you know what? Because my friend Clem was working there. And I said, look, I know. I'll work here for a few months. Yeah. And again, audition on the side. Maybe a few short plays. A few it movies. sounds great, doesn't it? It could be grand. No, misery. Three years of working in retail. And I just, like, it was good fun. Yeah. It'd be great crack. The gals in the shop are brilliant. And, you know, it's fun and maybe appreciate fashion and all those kind of things. But, but it was like, the stage. That's yeah. what you wanted. Do you know something? And that's where you started. Yeah. And I think, I remember, like, that first year, getting a phone call and like, you know, James and Freeze, you know, what do you think about that? And I was like... <laughs> I know James. Oh, you're like James, James Butler. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That was the first thing I said. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember audiences coming and going, "Oh my God, you can sing!" Oh, well, I, but that, that I, was I, just your your mum and dad. That was Vanessa. Yeah, but yeah, like, literally. Well, yeah, I, I think people were like, "He's not shy. <laughs> he has wow, a talent. This is actually okay." Yeah. yeah, but it really was. And you know, all those years that I I wasn't doing what I enjoyed, and I always say it's very hard. And I and you know. Some people have to do it, um, but it's very hard to spend 40 hours a week doing something yeah. that you hate. It, oh. it, I, I, it definitely affects your mental health, 100%. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I did the three years and I was just getting in a real rush and I was just so unhappy. And then I ended up randomly, I, I, I get leg ulcers. 
Meningitis. Oh. A curved back. What else? Tits. Yeah. And a leg ulcer. And else? That's why you're the first guest, James. Um, but I remember, I, so I, I would suffer from ulcers on my legs and I had an ulcer. And I remember I was off work because I couldn't walk. Because I, it was like a vicious cycle. Like you, you had the ulcer and then you'd be on your feet all day. Yeah. You know, in retail, obviously. I was, I was just so like done with it mentally and obviously physically with the legs. So I was on crutches the whole lot. And I was at home on me couch bored and I started doing Snapchat, started doing a few skits, random, just talking into it. And then like people started to shout me out and I started to get a few followers. And then before I knew it, I was doing more bits. And then I was doing like, I did Ireland AM, a, a styling blogger off, which was, I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was great. And then I started to do social media reporting for RTE. Thank you, Susie Griffin. She was a major person in my life that, that definitely was a turning point for me. She's amazing. She is. Shout out to Susie because she, she got me out of a big rush. She yeah. did because she, she took a chance on me. I, yeah, I started to do all these bits and I started to kind of find myself again and really enjoy what I was doing. Yeah. And if, if you said to me when you're 15, you're going to be going around uh, interviewing people uh, on a mic and it's going to be on a Facebook page with a million followers I'd be like what? Yeah. You what wouldn't think it yeah. you know so those bits and I that's suppose, when James Butler became James Patrice well yes oddly I I, I was setting up Instagram years ago and uh, I was look, looking for James Butler as a username wasn't there and at the time I had done a bit of drag and my drag name was Patrice Rand, don't yeah. even ask how. It just I was. This I always just gets better it, and better. You know, yeah. yeah. I'm not making it up. I always thought it was a funny name, and um, like you know, Patrice. She had a, yeah. she'd have a spaghetti strap and a kitten heel. She'd be coming home from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> That's Patrice, you know. Yeah. So I remember thinking, oh, I love in Patrice. My middle name was Patrick Grant, and then my my username was James Patrice. Didn't think anything of it, and then when I started to get work online doing bits. Uh, people were like, oh, James Patrice. And I said, well, it's actually James, but, and then the next person, oh, James Patrice, yeah. And I kind of, and it just kind of stuck and I was like, right, we'll go with it so because it's actually too much hassle to like, well, it's actually James Butler, but if you want to do, so, yeah, I think it sounds a bit more continental. Oh, it does. It makes you sound uh, a lot more like you know what you're doing. Exactly. (laughs) And not a notion, you know. James Butler hasn't a clue. No, he hasn't, he's winging it, but James Patrice pretends at least. He is winging it. You know what I mean? And so that's why when you were doing the Roman Reporter, obviously, yeah, did the run reporter of uh, Dance with the Stars. Yes, um, I did indeed. Obviously, and Dance with the Stars is isn't coming back. Apparently not. Apparently Next like, year. Yeah, may, hopefully it'll be back in twenty twenty two. Major shot, James. I know. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. It was. It was just scary because it's. It's kind of one of those things that like that. It, it, it's you've been there. It's. It's a juggernaut. It's. It's a bubble. It's a whole world. And the team behind it are great. And I remember like I had to audition to be the the reporter on it because the BBC were so protective and they still are of the franchise that they have to, they, they couldn't just say, right, we're going to get your man to do a few videos. No, everything had to be okay, yeah. you know. So um, yeah, started to do that. Loved it. Really cut my teeth there because like there's nothing like being on a dance floor when the show has ended. Oh. You, a camera and a mic and they're literally like, go. The Make buzz. it happen. The buzz. Yeah, yeah. And but, you have to think on your feet and you have to get certain people. You have to get the eliminated person. You have to get a celeb that was in the hard. audience that week. Yeah. And people just, you know yourself, it's, it's pandemonium. People just, so I literally, I, I used to just, but I look back on videos, all it is is me 
jutting forward, grabbing people. With a hair. With a bun. Literally, yeah. and I'm getting a picture here with Julian. Well, I've, you can wait, yeah. Nula. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's it's mad, but, like, honestly, it's it's so much fun. And it, and it, it really opens a lot of doors for me. And I do the Today Show now as well, and a reporter on that with more and I love that. Again, great buzz. You're out talking to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, it's those things that really make you feel alive, like the Olympia Panto. Yeah. That is, honestly, it, it's because I thought I'd never be on a stage again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's what I loved. And I thought, ah, I'll park that. But then before you know it, you're doing it. I remember when I got the call and it was Stuart. And was there tears? No. There wasn't. Out no, of there, joy. Like was, uh, there was yeah. a lot. Of, there was there was disbelief. Yeah. I remember going in to the Olympia for the very first, first shoot yeah. um, and I remember like every like Stuart had been on the phone to me I hadn't, I hadn't met him I hadn't met Natasha she was texting me hey what size shoe are you I was like is this actually happening here yeah. and I remember I went in and like it was yourself Rory Cowan was there and I remember being like ah now is this happening yeah. like what and I remember like you know I, we did the shoot and um, it was all like, James Patrice is the genie blah blah and I was like okay why should I have to actually do it. You know, it's all about yeah. a good saying. Yeah. yeah, it'll be grand. You'll be fine. You have to back it up. Yeah, like, literally. Yeah. You have to back up what, what, what you're putting out there. So went in, uh, the rehearsals, of course, you're there, right? It's, mm. it's a whole other world. It's brilliant. But honestly, that for, I think, I suppose it, it is a bit of a second chance yeah. for me. That's Definitely. Cool. I think it, it, it made me, I think, I think it made me start to come full circle. Love Definitely. It. You know, because I, I loved drama, loved performing, Lost my way for three, four years, if not longer, mentally yeah. and, and you know, career-wise. Creatively as well. And Cre- yeah. oh, stifled, like there's no tomorrow. But it just goes to show, every, everything has a reaction. Everything has something that, that will lead to something else. Whatever you do, it'll have a knock-on effect. It could be bad. Yeah. It could be good. You know, as cliche as it is, what's for you won't pass, yeah. all those things. But I always say, my favourite quote is, from Desperate Housewives, you can't prevent what you can't predict, which kind of just makes me think, just go for it. Yeah. What, what's the worst that could happen? Well, a lot of shit could happen. Well, well, you know yeah, what I mean? A bad it's, hair day. Yes, yeah. exactly. But it's fine. But you know? if you look at your life, literally in this very short amount of time, from meningitis, scoliosis, coming out, mm. like your life of, you know, doing drag queen in college, going to <laughs> Trinity College, yeah. And then going to the Olympia panel and doing what you're doing now, you're an absolute inspiration. You are, you know, a role model, I'm sure, to many kids, parents, anybody out there. Oh, and you're also you. one of my best friends. Ah, oh, but likewise, Ryan. Uh, genuinely, and you're an amazing person, and I think there's only more success in the future. I'll give you the fiver afterwards. Did you like that? It's I loved it. There. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Ah, no, you're so good. Yeah. I know, I, I just... God, it's, it's weird to kind of have to, to, to talk so much shy about yourself oh, you know? yeah. but, uh, but no yeah I suppose uh, but I think that's I just always think it, you know what I mean you, you just don't know what's around the corner just go for it go out there what was the quote again oh yeah what is well keep her lit defo but what was the desperate husband's quote oh you can't prevent what you can't predict and you know what James I'll leave it there thank you James thank you so much thank you Ryan that was alright yeah it looked just yeah, yeah. alright <laughs> ball is right that look oh gee, I always do. Oh, it's never the most.